Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, how much can you truly control in life? Can you accept what control you do have? Because let's be perfectly honest here. The only thing over which you and I have control is ourselves. There is nothing else you or I can control in this life. You cannot control me. I cannot control you. We cannot control the weather or other people or other circumstances. No matter what it is, there is only so much that we can control and all of it is about ourselves. There are limits to what you can and do control and all of them, all of them are internal. Everything that you control is about you. Yes, there are external elements about yourself that you have control over. You choose what to wear when you get dressed. You can decide what your hair should look like. You can make changes to your eye color. And via various processes, you can change the shape of your body. But apart from that, you have no control over anything outside of yourself. You can't control what anybody else does, how anybody else looks, nothing. You only control you and you alone. That's it. Internally, you control yourself, but that's not always obvious because a great many of the things that we do are by rote and routine. A lot of that is because it makes life a lot easier to not have to focus on certain things and actions and activities because, let's face it, focusing on them puts a lot of time and effort into our existence that isn't wholly necessary. Now, what does that mean? What that means is there are certain things you just don't need to give a lot of thought to, like getting out of bed in the morning, making your bed, brushing your teeth, making sure that you've got the right food to eat, stuff like that. A lot of these things by themselves, without much to them, are perfectly good to be rote and routine because they don't need a great amount of thought. However, when too many things become rote and routine or you've lost sight of what they are and you cease to be consciously aware of your habits because you've ceased to be consciously aware really of your beliefs and values, then you have a problem. And that's when conscious awareness, self-awareness becomes that much more important because then you can see how much you can truly control in life and just what that entails. When you are not consciously aware and you're not in the now, your habits, beliefs, and values via your subconscious egoic self are in control. Now, the ego is a whole separate matter that I'm going to cover a little bit towards the end here. Let's get a little more into this whole idea of what we can control versus what we can't and how a lot of it comes down to the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind. Less 
tends to be more. We look at these things over which we have no control, and it seems like it's a whole lot of things. You can't control other people, the weather, circumstances, people, places, things, car accidents, divorces, cancer, none of it. You have control over none of it whatsoever. And that can be massively, massively infuriating. But when you look at what you do control, even though it might look like it's very little, it's actually everything. Why? Because it comes down to you. No matter how good a person you are, no matter how much you seek to be altruistic, no matter what you do to help other people, it always comes down to you. This is not a matter of selfishness, and yet we tend to make it all about selfishness because we've misdirected more and more what we place selfishness to be. Selfishness, in its truest form, is not about making decisions to take care of yourself that might cause others to feel hurt, okay? That's natural. And yes, that's going to possibly be seen as selfish. Genuine selfishness is with malice of forethought. There is intent behind it. You take all and leave nothing for somebody else. You make sure that you leave less for other people and take way more than your fair share. That is true selfishness. When it comes to self-care, taking care of yourself, putting yourself first in the sense that you don't be a doormat for other people, that you set boundaries, that's perfectly okay. And it is utterly in your control. Taking control of what you can control is empowering. What if, rather than focus on all the things over which we have no control, we turn it inwards instead? What if we focus on what we do control and what we can control? It's very, very easy to lose sight of this, in part because of the subconscious mind and the rote routine and habitual things that we do, but also because we often allow all these distractions to keep us from being consciously aware. And when we are not consciously aware, we're not present, we are not here in the now, and we don't recognize just what is happening around us. And I don't mean as in world stage happenings. We always can get that information. A lot of times it's partial or it's slanted in such a way to make you feel fearful or feel angry or otherwise distract you because that's really what it ends up doing. And I'm not saying it's not good to be aware of these things and to ask the people, quote unquote, in charge to do something about this. Ask your congresspeople and your senators to be useful instead of fighting each other over the pettiest lunacies that they fight over. That's a whole other thing. Let's get back to this topic. When it comes to taking control over what you have control over, it's utterly empowering. And what you control is yourself. Very specifically, your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. All of your control is about conscious awareness here and now and taking charge over your mindset, headspace, psyche, self, your conscious self. And the best way to do this is to ask questions like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How 
am I feeling? What am I doing? What do I intend? These are questions that can only be genuinely answered in the now. They are questions of this moment. Asking what you are thinking and trying to look back a week is pointless. Similarly, asking what you're feeling and looking forward doesn't do you any good. How can you know what you were feeling or what you will be feeling? You can only know what you are feeling. You can only work with what is. And that is part of the here and now. And that is what you control. And really, truly, it's the only thing over which you have genuine, actual, factual control. When you stop trying to control things outside of yourself, it's incredibly freeing. It's not just empowering. You start to understand that, hey, when I only focus on what I can and do control, I'm not quite as crazed. The tax on your time and energy completely goes out the window. Because let's be honest, being here and now and taking charge and taking control over your life experience is extremely worthwhile. I don't want somebody else living my life for me. I'm pretty sure you don't want somebody else living your life for you. This is something that you are empowered to work with. It is something that you have the power to work from. Now, let's talk a little bit about ego, and this is going to get into the idea of who should drive your life. Should it be you, here and now, or the you from the past, from years ago, that is not who you are here and now? And this is where we start to get into the idea of ego. Your ego is a construct that's created like a bridge between your subconscious and your conscious mind. The ego is built partially from your values, beliefs, and habits, and it's how you project yourself to the world without. But at the same time, it's also how you reflect back at yourself. So who you think you are tends to be based off of your ego, because it's this construct that's very easy to put on like a piece of clothing or a mask or something of that nature. And the ego is terrified of change. It wants to be comfortable. It wants things to always be the way they are. And the problem is that when an egoic self is formed, and often it's formed at some point where you were in a consciously aware place, working on looking at your values and habits and beliefs and said, yes, this is the person I am. This is who I am going to show the world that I am. The problem is change is the one and only constant in the entire universe. What that means is that like it or not, change will happen. And because change will happen, you change, which means that the you that you're sharing with the world via your ego is not necessarily who you are now. It's who you were at the time you formed this version of yourself. And the problem is, it's not just who you show to the world, it's who you show to yourself. And it becomes imperative that you choose to be consciously aware 
and mindful and self-aware in order to change your egoic self. To do that, you need to ask questions about who, what, where, how, and why you are. Things like, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am I doing? What are my intentions? When you ask these questions here and now, you make yourself consciously aware. And when you make yourself consciously aware, you enable yourself and empower yourself to look into your subconscious and change the things about yourself that aren't working because a great many of the beliefs and values we hold are outdated. It's like outdated software that we haven't replaced. Hey, I'm still running a version of Photoshop on my computer that's beyond outdated, but I haven't bothered to update it because partially I just wanna pay the money and I don't really need it that often. But if I ever took a job that required me to do a great deal more work in Photoshop, I'd probably be best replacing it with the more updated version. That's not the worst example I can share for this idea, but that's really what it's all about. When you don't take the time and effort to look into your habits, beliefs, and values, and they've been sitting there possibly for decades untouched, you might find that who you are and who you think you are, and who you want to be are not the same person. And the only way to change it is by becoming consciously aware, self-aware, here and now, and actively taking what steps are necessary in order to make whatever changes you care to make. And when you are mindful and consciously aware by taking control of your thoughts feelings, actions, and intentions, you remove the ego from being the driver of the vehicle and you give yourself permission to take control. And you can change both the picture you project without and within. That is what you control. And while it might not seem a lot, it's everything. Okay, this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness Tool. We are going to start with a very singular focus, and we're going to begin with thoughts. This is a five-step process. Step one, be still and breathe for two to five minutes. Slow your breath, slow your heart, clear your head. Do your best to just be present here and now. Step two, ask aloud and write down, what am I thinking? Consider what thoughts come up In the present moment, don't think back, don't try to think ahead, be present here and now and write your answer down. Step three, are you thinking about something you desire to be thinking about? Are the thoughts in your head here and now helping you or hurting you? Analyze it. Are you thinking about something you genuinely desire to be thinking about or are you thinking about something over which you have zero control. Are you thinking about something helpful or hurtful? Step four, if helping, great. You can stop right here. If hurting or otherwise not what you desire to be thinking about, what can you do to change your thoughts? Write it out. And then step five, take action and change the undesirable thoughts. If you find you're thinking about something that you have zero control over and it is dominating what you are doing and who you are and everything you would rather be focused on, then you are empowered to go, no, 
This is not what I'd like to be thinking about. And you can change your thought. You can choose to think about something else. And this is particularly doable when you are here and now mindful and consciously aware. This exercise is something you can do multiple times a day without writing everything out. But I recommend at least once a day doing this exercise completely, including writing everything out that you come up with. You can then later apply the same exercise to explore and change your feelings and your intentions. Your thoughts, feelings, intentions, and actions are pretty much the only thing that you truly control. It's how much you can control in your life. And while that might not seem like it's all that much, the truth is it's everything. It's a lot. And you can do amazing, incredible things with your life when you choose to be more self-aware and, as such, consciously aware and mindful. You can better consciously create your reality. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed sharing this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fee Mahoney, the talented creator of my cover art at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And as always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Thank you.